Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So it's finally here. Mm-hmm. So I I can really see this game going in, in many directions. Now, will both these defenses man up in this situation? And will this be a close game? Will it be a low-scoring close game? Potentially, because I, I really feel like that's the way these things go. But every sign is pointing to these offenses doing everything they want. Absolutely everything they want. But, you know, both the Steelers and Patriots defenses had have have had good moments at times during this season. After the Patriots got off to that horrific start defensively, they got it together for several weeks. Last week was not one of those weeks against the Dolphins. The Pittsburgh Steelers had a pretty damn good defense there for a while. They lost Joe Hayden in the secondary. And they end up losing Ryan Shazier, as we know. Things have fallen apart for them. And the Baltimore Ravens put up 38 points on them the last time that we saw that defense. So, I mean, there are different versions of these teams. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger play horribly at times this year. We've seen Tom Brady play horribly at times this year. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger put up 500 yards. We've seen Tom Brady throw five touchdown passes. So what permutation of these two teams are we going to get? And I know this is sort of a cop-out, is that I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think they're going to both play well. I think it's going to be more low-scoring than people think. I know it's the highest total of any of the games this weekend, and I don't necessarily think that it's going to end up that way. I think whoever wins is going to be 24-21, something like that, as opposed to you know, 44-41. Well, as we've discussed already, you have a ton of weapons there for Pittsburgh that can match what Miami had to offer the other night versus the Patriots. And, of course, you would, if you were going to pick one of these offensive teams, you would pick the Steelers with the quarterback of of, uh, Roethlisberger and with Antonio Brown, who's as good as it gets at wide receiver position in the NFL. He may be the top guy, uh, arguably the top guy in in all the league at that position. And then Le'Veon Bell and and, then you factor in Martavis Bryant, Juju Smith-Schuster is back after his one-game suspension. So he has a plethora of weapons he can get the rock to. Defensively, uh, I would give uh, the edge, a slight edge, especially the rush defense to the Dolphins, and we know what they did to New England. A team that had put up almost 200 yards rushing on them in their previous matchup only had 40, uh, not only think it was 40, it was like 25 yards on the ground. I mean, they just shut down that, that running game uh, for New England. They shut down everything. Uh, you know, the offense barely had uh, 100 yards of total offense uh, in the first half. Uh, if that. So uh, Pittsburgh, knowing that this has been their Achilles heel, this is the one team they haven't been able to lick as often as they'd like. You know, can they try too hard? Sometimes you can get out over your skis and you want to exact some re- revenge and you try too hard. So they have to guard against that. 
But I, I could see this be a game played in the 20s. Uh, and, and, of course, New England will not play as poorly as they did last week on the road. Uh, I don't envision that occurring whatsoever. Uh, it, it should be fun. It's going to be another hard-hitting ball game. But I, I give Pittsburgh the edge. And I know New England, I think they're favored, right, in this ball game. Yeah. But, but Pittsburgh at home. Uh, you get them in Minus there. You get them in your kitchen, and and, and you, this is a game you've circled. Your head coach has been talking about it for for three weeks now. Overlooking another uh, arch rival in the Ravens, and you get in a shootout with them. Uh, and, and this is the one you've wanted. This is the one you've circled. Okay, now you get them there. I, I think Pittsburgh should be favored in this one. No, they should not be favored. Uh, it, it, well, they, history says no, but uh, the way they're playing, and you get them at home, I would say yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. But that's the thing. The way they're playing. I mean, Joe Flacco and a Ravens offense that has struggled most of the year tore them up in their building mm-hmm. last week. So, I mean, I, I this game is so unbelievably important for the Steelers in so many ways because if they have any shot of beating New England in the playoffs, they have to be at Heinz Field. They will not go up to Foxborough and win that game. There's no way. And I don't. I mean, they never beat the Patriots in the playoffs. So I don't think that. Uh, I mean, this game, if they get this win and then they meet again in the postseason, it's at Heinz Field, maybe I'll give them a shot. I just, the, the problem with the Steelers is, and this is something that, against the Patriots in this matchup, they don't know how to defend Brady. They can't get after him. Whatever it is, and I think I know mostly what it is, but they don't like to press wide receivers. They mm-hmm. never have. The nope. Dick LeBeau system, then Keith Butler comes in, they don't like to press wide receivers. And if you watch... Any time that the Patriots really have struggled offensively, they have been running into defenses that are manhandling their wide receivers right. at the line of scrimmage. The Steelers refuse to do that. Well, they need to change their tune. Now, they, they may. It up. They you... may. Now, all I saw, because it was a Monday night game with the, the Patriots and the Dolphins, all I saw on Twitter from the people in Pittsburgh that I still follow was, look at how the Dolphins are attacking these wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Why can't we do this? Why can't we do this? So if they can't if they can't get to Brady with their linebackers because you know with the three forts those outside linebackers right. that are really trying to get after him they can't get to Brady like they never do and they're not pressing those wide receivers and they sit back in that flimsy zone then they're going to get picked apart like they always do. So we'll see if this is finally the time that they change their mentality and figure it out. You know, is Joe Hayden back? I know that there's a reason they plucked him from uh, from Cleveland uh, is because uh, he's a guy that can be a press corner. They don't know yet, and and you know they'd love to have him back, especially with with this matchup. Uh, and I would agree with you. There's That's a you, chance. You, there yeah, is a chance yeah, he plays. He's been out for a while, but there's a reason you. You 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 go out and you have to mix things up. You don't want to give them one look. You want to disguise what your what your defense is, and you may come out and look like your zone. You're playing off of a guy prior to the snap. You 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 cozy on up to him and try to reroute him, and and that's crosses and everyone. Uh, so I would think Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, would want to come in with a more. Uh, uh, you know, more creative game plan, and and I'm sure he's well aware of that history of not being able to to well, stop he, Brady and put pressure on Brady. But you, he didn't do anything about it last year in the playoffs. He didn't do a damn thing about it. It was the same crap. Mm-hmm. So he better know about it. I mean, that's the problem. Is it's every single time they th- they think they could do the same thing and they can't. And who's covering Gronk? By the way, I mean that that would have been a you would have seen a lot of Shazier on Gronk, right? And and you like that matchup, but now you don't have him. So is it going to be Williams? Vince Williams? I don't know. I mean, he. 
I mean, I don't know how they're going to handle that. I really don't. Because you would think if they actually do get in the faces, like Brandon Cook couldn't do a damn thing in that game. One, because that Xavier, whatever his face was. Xavier Howard. Yeah, Xavier Howard was all over him. And yeah. then two, I mean, even even when he got past the jam down the down the field, he was he was all over him. So, right. I mean, so you that, that same thing happens again, and Gronk is there. You would think it would be a big Gronk game. You would you think. Know, yeah, I guess L.J. Ford has been getting a lot of playing time along with Williams, and so one of those guys would have to cover him. And and, and, you, and if you get Hayden back, that's great. You can lock him up on, on – on, on Cooks, and then you can turn more attention towards a, a Gronk and the others. Yeah, so I I, I still am going to – I have to. It's just one of those things where I have to pick the Patriots until I see some sort of change. You know, the game that I think is going to be higher scoring is going to be the Rams and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I may look back on this and these statements that I've said. This is this has got, like, bad prediction written all over it. But I think that – those two teams are going to just go back and forth and back and forth and back. It's going to remind you of the uh, Texans-Deshaun Watson game against the Seahawks up there where they just they scored a whole bunch of points. That Seahawks defense was getting ripped apart, and the Texans defense couldn't do a damn thing about it either. That's the game I think is going to be higher scoring and and a fun one. And that, that total, over-under total for that is like seven points lower than the Pats and the Steelers. Well, you look at the Rams, and they lost a couple of starting cornerbacks. And, and so Russell Wilson, if he gets some protection, which we know he won't, going up against this front with Aaron Donald and, and Robert Quinn, these guys have been just uh, eating up quarterbacks here of late. I think Quinn has four sacks his last three ball games, and Aaron Donald three straight games with at least one sack. So uh, can they protect Russell Wilson? You know he's going to be running for his life. And we were just talking about the history between the, the Pats and the Steelers. Look at this. Is, remember when the, during the heyday of the Legion of Boom and, and, and the, the Seahawks getting to the NFC Championship game every year? What was the one team that gave them fits? It was always the Rams. And I know they're under different management now with, with Sean McVay, but that was a, a defense that knew how to stop Marshawn Lynch and, and Russell Wilson. And the defense is there minus those cornerbacks that are hurt. So we'll see how they pick up the pieces there going up against Russell Wilson. And then the Seahawks, they limp into this one after that. Just it was a horrible game versus Jacksonville and everything that transpired on the field and off the field with the fans. And, and of course, no one was suspended uh, after the actions of, of, of many in that ball game. Game, but uh, th- this is a must win for the uh, Seahawks in the first match. It wasn't like thirteen to seven or thirteen to nine. Yeah, it was low scoring. Yeah. yeah, it was it was definitely low scoring. I don't think it's going to happen again. So there was something that you mentioned those the those Rams teams giving trouble. Jeff Fisher was coaching those mm-hmm. teams. So when they were in St. Louis, yeah. Think about um, I would try. I'm trying to find this exact stat. So Fisher's last three starting quarterbacks. Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were they combined for a passer rating of seventy two point six playing under Fisher. Since then, those three have managed to escape Fisher. They've combined <laughs> for a passer rating of ninety eight point one. They they escaped that offensive line, and they had a couple of number one picks on that offensive line that didn't pan out for the Rams. It said uh, in this article here on USA Today it says that's basically the difference between Philip Rivers and Tom Savage. It's amazing. Uh, okay. We have to play it because it's just too funny not to. But I am upset at Coop and whoever that person is down there that's trying to 
wedge themselves between us and good uh, content I know for reasons is. unknown to me. And it's none of her business. Right, exactly. Just sit there and do the crap job that you do yeah, every day and watch zip the it. Turnstile. Right. Like what let the people that are trying to do something do something. You just sit Mess, there and messing with greatness. Right. Sit there and, and, and stick a name tag on somebody. Yeah, and, act like you have power. Right. Go outside and smoke a cigarette and shut go. up. Yeah, with your bad fitting suit. Right. Okay, now that that I got that out, uh, here is, <laughs> is Coop and Mikey B. Cooper, NFL picks week fifteen. All right, Coop, let's start the <laughs> wait, Jets. Wait, hold on, stop for yeah, a second. ID himself, huh? You <laughs> <laughs> okay? Usually, it's you saying I'm here with Coop. Why'd yeah. you do it this way? We were testing the levels, and he started, and I said, "Let's just roll with it." And he, he said, "Cooper, Cooper, <laughs> Cooper." NFL picks week 15. All right, Coop, let's start the Jets at Saints. Saints favored by 16 points. I'll take the Jets. Why? Jets still got a chance to get in, right? Well, they, they, Jets, they, they Jets got a – the thing is decent. They can surprise you sometimes. Not 16 points. I didn't give up no 16 points to nobody. I don't care who it is. Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo favored by three points. I'll take Buffalo. Why? I think Buffalo might have a little better team in Miami. They lost last week. Bad, I think. So they should come out. They should come back this week. The biggest game of the week, New England at Pittsburgh. New Pittsburgh. England favored by three. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is tough. Pittsburgh still got that same tough in them. They still curtain defense. They're still there. What? He's so far off. He knows nothing about the NFL, does he? (laughs) But that's what makes it great. First, he said someone lost bad between Miami and Buffalo. They both won last week. Yeah. And then the Steel Curtain defense, they just got roasted. Uh, Coop, by the way, it's amazing. Every week he goes one and two. Every single week this guy goes one and two. (laughs) He's consistent. Steel Curtain defense. They're still there. They're still there. Uh, (laughs) Nobody is more consistent than Coop. He's 11-23-2 on the year. Uh, all right, so we like to have Coop give the picks, and then we like to have a little fun with them as well. So we have many, many pronunciations of Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Mikey B decided to have Coop give it a shot. And finally, Coop, one of the best players in the NBA. He's on the Milwaukee Bucks. Here's his name. How do you say this? I can't. I can't talk good. I know I can't say that name. Got, got, got. I can't even say that name. Gigani, anti, anti, anti. Like to me, I can't even call that name. Like any, no. He the best player too. <laughs> he's, a, he's Latin to me. <laughs> he goes, I can't talk good. <laughs> wow, self awareness there from Koopa. He was going good, 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 good. Let me hear that I one again. Can you say that name? <laughs> Gigani, Anti, Anti, Anti. Latin to me. I can't even call that name. Anti. Anti- <laughs> no. He's the best me. player too. <laughs> Gigani Antioch, I think, is what we've gone with. That's what we got out of that, right? Gigani Antioch. All right. <laughs> Coop. Wow. Might be the last time you hear him. That might be it. It's over. Agents. Yeah, seriously. All right, coming up next, Bogish update and Willie Colon, former offensive lineman. He played, I didn't. Brian played, I didn't.
so they can gang up on me next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. One of my favorite, favorite former athletes. He's favorite. I like him. You I think like he's good. I, I think he's good. He went to Hofstra. I think he's good. That's why Played he for the Steelers. Because he went to your alma mater. And he was in Pittsburgh when I was there. And he was in Pittsburgh. He gave he good there. interviews. He was good. I like Willie Colon. What's he wrong with liking he, Willie Colon? He didn't give you coach speak? No, he didn't. He, mm. gave good, he won that media award. Several mm. t- he won it in New York, and he won it in Pittsburgh. The media gives the players an award for really? being the most cooperative or whatever. Oh, yeah. really? Uh-huh. Uh. Won it in both, two different places. Huh. Guy's the man. Is he getting a show on FAN as well, or that were your similarities in? No, that, yeah, that's where they end. Huh. Yeah. Media award. Yep. So... They, they they could have done a nice job by hiring Willie Cologne if they wanted to. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be good. That Willie Cologne. What? Why are you looking at me? Just, I thought you were going to have a response. I was waiting for you to say something. Willie Cologne. You seem to be if very... I would have spent the last three years with Willie Cologne, maybe he'd just like, I mean... be a happier person. Hey, maybe. thanks, Greg. So your report's brought to you by Cremo Shaving Cream. <laughs> Beards have needs. Cremo Beard Products care for your beard no matter the length. Try Cremo Beard Products available at Walmart and Target. We all wanted Brock Osweiler back on the field. Just unfortunate that Trevor Simeon had to get hurt to make it happen. Osweiler's in the gun. Second and eight. Play fake. Sets in the pocket. Looks over the middle. He's got Hyman there. Hyman makes the catch inside the 20. Stiff arms himself away from a defender and rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. Dave Logan Broncos radio two touchdown passes. One running for Osweiler after Simeon injured his left shoulder in the second quarter in Indy last night. Brock 12 of 17 for 194 yards. I've been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride for, for about two years. And um, just to go out there, you know, Thursday night football um, with my teammates who I love and um, I was just having fun. The Broncos scored the final 18 points of the game to beat the Colts 25-13. Indies lost five straight. Tight end Brandon Williams left the game on a stretcher after a helmet-to-helmet collision while blocking for a punt. He went to the hospital but was back at the stadium before the game ended, diagnosed with a concussion. The Cardinals are reportedly placing Adrian Peterson on injured reserve with a neck injury, and the Lions will be down two starting offensive linemen, right tackle Rick Wagner and center Travis Swanson, for tomorrow's game with the Bears. Travis Swanson's not playing? Mm. I know. What are they going to do Gosh, against those starve. Bears defensive Swanson. linemen? Man. Samsonite? Swanson? <laughs> We're going to make the same joke. <laughs> well, sp- stay with me, Mikey, because it was Jewish Heritage Night yeah! in Oakland last night. Baruch Atah Adonai. Hello, hey, new Melech Ha'olam. And there what is, is Kwanzaa night? And <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Uh, and there is a Yahweh because Israeli forward Omri Caspi put up 17 points and 11 assists, both season highs on Jewish Heritage Night. Uh, what? Uh, you know, my family's in town always for Hanukkah, so it's always fun to have family around. The timing's mind boggling. Israeli forward for the Nets? That's right. No, not Warriors. Not for the Nets. Oh, wow. Cool. Progress. Caspi and the Warriors won their eighth straight 112-97 over the Mavericks. LeBron- it's Roy Moore's favorite team. <laughs> One eye turnage is a Jew. See that right our fa- there? Our favorite basketball player is a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. There were about 20 rabbis in Alabama. They called them all. Couldn't find them. Which one, which one of y'all is Ron Moore's rabbi? Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> uh, LeBron and the Cavs beat Lonzo Ball and the Lakers in Cleveland, 121-112. That's 16 wins in 17 tries for the Cavs. The Knicks got a 111-104 win in Brooklyn, but lost Chris Tapp's Porzingis in the third to a sore left knee. He'll see team doctors today. And on ice last night, the Lightning won their sixth straight, 4-1 in Arizona. Fifth straight win for the Flyers, 2-1 over the Sabres. Fourth straight win for Chicago, 5-1 in Winnipeg. Boys? Thanks, Bogus. Joining us right now, he is one of my favorites. That's right. Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman, a Super Bowl champion. He's an NFL analyst. I think he does very fine work. Willie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hey, guys. Good morning. What's going on? Well, this uh, Steelers-Patriots matchup is what's going on, and and I'm not sure I know how it's going to go. I think everybody expects it to be a very high-scoring game, but I'm not so sure. Uh, What do you think is going to happen Sunday at Heinz Field? Uh, it's, it's going to be a you know one of those rough and tumble type games. Uh, you know the question comes down to can the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers stand up? You know, obviously, like you just mentioned, from offensive side, you know they can compete, they can go pound for pound with the Patriots. But you know, in that secondary, you know, if there's a chance, I know Joe Hayden was uh, struggling with his injury. There's a, there's a chance that he can come back Sunday. He wants to play. Uh, it's still up and you know still questionable if he can go out there, but. It's going, to, it's going to have to go down to that secondary. You know, Gronk is back, you know, mismatch problems he causes. And, you know, Patriots coming off a loss, you know, they, they come back hacked off and pissed off. So, uh, you know, it's hard to go against the Patriots uh, after a loss on Monday night on national television. But I'm still riding with the Steelers on this one. Now, Willie, were there teams or a team that uh, really just had your number during your NFL career, and any time you saw that team, uh, you you were thinking revenge, and and did you have to caution yourself because revenge can sometimes be a detriment? You want it so badly that you end up tripping over your own feet. Yeah, when you know when I was in Pittsburgh, you know we always had the mindset that we can walk into anybody's backyard or any back alley, and we can you know pound for pound kick the tail out of you. We we felt like we was that physical matchup. Uh, we had that edge that we was the tougher team. But the Patriots, one thing they they do well. They don't beat themselves. You know, they're really efficient on third down and tackle well. They don't make mistakes. They they don't really rack up a lot of penalties, and they don't turn over the ball. So, you know, we knew going against the Patriots, you know, from a physical standpoint, we can knuckle up with them. But we had to play smart, and we had to execute, and we had to play attention to detail. And that's what the Steelers have to do. You know, it's not going to be one of them games where, like the Baltimore game, it's, it's going to be the mindset, well, we're going to try to make each other tap. You know, can we play four quarters of efficient football? Can we run the ball? Can we do the necessary things to keep Brady off the field? Because that's the key. You know, you got to rush. You got to rush him with your front four or three, and you got to be able to keep him off the field at times and, and really, you know, sustain drives. And Ben can do that. But last, you know, you go back to the AFC Championship. They, you know, Le'Veon Bell went down. Uh, Antonio Brown. You know, Belichick took him out the game, and you know, the secondary for the Steelers was a no-show. So, can they make the right adjustments going into this game where they can combat Brady and hopefully get the win? Gio and Jones, Willie Colon across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at WillColon66. Does it matter that the Patriots lost their last game? Because I think that people assume when the Patriots come off of a loss that they're going to be more focused and better and angry and Belichick is going to run them into the ground this week and they're going to come out like crazy on Sunday. Does You've played, you played in these matchups. Uh, does something like that matter? No, I, listen. Tom's going to do what Tom's going to do. Um, you know, the strength of their the strength of what the Patriots do well is 
you know, they, they improvise and they adjust and they, and they don't, like I just mentioned, they don't beat themselves. But Brady doesn't get caught. He's, he doesn't get caught up in their emotions, nor does Belichick, obviously. You can tell by his press conferences. Uh, but they they play football and they understand that each game is the next game and you gotta you know you gotta you gotta prepare from a mental standpoint. They understand they're going into Pittsburgh. It's gonna be hostile. It's gonna be emotional rivalry. If you talk about um, you know, a lot of the players during the, their pressers, you know the Steelers seem more up to it than the Pats. The Pats are you know they stay even kill and that's what the uh, Steelers have to do. They gotta kind of you know keep their motion, keep the drive, keep the fight. But they gotta they gotta use their brains and they gotta play cerebral football and they just gotta go out there and play smart. If they're able to do that, I think the Steelers can do it. Uh, last question for me on this matchup, Willie. What was what were the difficulties when you faced this Belichick defense? Matt uh, Patricia, of course, is the defensive coordinator uh, currently. What was the difficult uh, difficulties in facing them? Uh, they had Ty Colvin. I mean, they had Teddy Bruschi. They had Rodney Harrison. I mean, they had a defense now. Um, even Adelius Thomas was on that defense. So they had guys that could flat-out play football. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when you look at the tape, it was it was more self-inflicted wounds than anything. And so that's that was most frustrating that we just really just stuck to our game plan and really played efficiently. You know, we could have won a lot more matchups. But Steelers don't beat – I mean, the Patriots don't beat themselves. And then and they get it done. They don't make excuses. And so I think that's the mindset going into Sunday's game that the Steelers just have to really be on the P's and Q's and they're gonna to have to play well. Not only on third down like I just mentioned, but also on first down. Stay in, you know, short yardage, be able to run the ball, lean on Le'Veon Bell. You know Antonio Brown is gonna be double teamed, he's gonna be hard to guard. And Ben's gonna to have to make some plays on his feet. You know Ben very well. You've been one of his closest friends. Uh, he seems to have had sort of an emotional year. I mean, in the beginning yeah. of the last off season, he had the "I got to think about retirement." Then he came back, right. and in the middle, the whole "Maybe I don't have it anymore." Um, is he at that point in his career where he's just? Well, I guess really the question is, what's going on with him? I mean, you probably talked to him. What can you share with us about what this year has meant to him? Well, I think we, I think when you put his career as a whole, you know, he he's been through three eras of football. I mean, you talk about from. Joey Porter at Heinz Ward to, you know, now you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're dealing with Antonio Browns and, and Le'Veon Bells. And you have Willie, you know, he's been, he's seen a lot of guys going in and out of the locker room. Some of his best friends like me, Heath Miller, Brett Keesler, those guys are now gone. Um, he's not the same man. You know, he's a, he's a father of three. You know, he has a beautiful wife. You know, he's just a totally different man. And I think right now when you look at his career, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, hands down. And, you know, I think for him, you know, he, from a physical standpoint, you talk about all the things that we've seen uh, from the injuries of Ryan Shazier, guys getting nicked, guys getting down. Uh, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot to adjust to it. I know he's he's a proud family man. He's a Christian man now. And, he, you know, I think he's trying to – he's thinking about his morality after football. So I think that always you know, all counts in. And you can't blame a man. I mean, he's done amazing things. Two Super Bowls. Um, he's definitely going down in the books as one of the, the best to ever do it. You know, you can't fault him if he decides to say, hey, this is it for me. Let's talk about the, what happened there at Jacksonville and, and Seattle uh, last weekend. Now, I've been taught, you know, in victory formation and you swipe at the yeah. ball even though you know the game is over and you're going to lose. Did you have a problem with what Michael Bennett was doing? I did, yeah, and I like Michael Bennett. I think he, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, I like what he does on and off the field uh, as far as his social awareness. But I think 
you know, a lot of times, and I understand if you want, if you want to, you know, some guys like to use the excuse where I'm gonna play, you know, to the very last one, that's fine. But guys get hurt in those situations too, because you know, you look across the defense, and it's usually a gamemanship thing. You know, there's times when I've been in victory formation. And, you know, you look at a guy, he'll tell you, you look at him, he's like, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. And he'll just kind of settle down and, you know, guys will shake hands and go about your way. But, you know, I think that was just, you know, I value he's done it before at times, but I think that sometimes that's unnecessary because, you know, listen, guys can get rolled up and the ankle and knee, he, you know, he's he's not really aware. He's thinking you got, you're going to pretty much settle down. So I, I think Michael needs to, you know, at times, just, if he can, you know, I, I can't tell a guy how to play. If that's what he does, that's what he does. But, I think it's unnecessary, especially that and during that situation of the game. You know, you lost, you lost, you win, you win. You just got to take it. So what, he, what he's referring, uh, he's talking about, he's alluding to, sometimes you brother-in-law. Right. Like, Yo, dog, right. okay, uh, you know it's over. And so you right. ease up. And, and you know the guy gives you the look. You yeah. Know, it's, just, <laughs> it's a mutual conversation through the eyes. Yeah. And, some, and, and a guy would tell you, he, you know, I've been on the field where a guy would tell you, like, listen, I'm still coming. Yeah. Now you got to look at your guy next to you like, well, he said he's coming, so we coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a conversation through the eyes. And, you know, I get it on, on Michael's standpoint, but, you know, doing those situations is unnecessary. Just just take the loss and, you know, get a, get back on the bus, so to speak. G. Owen Jones and Willie Colon on CBS Sports Radio, Super Bowl champion, former NFL offensive lineman. You can follow him on Twitter at WillColon66. Speaking of something along those lines, your other former team in the New York Jets made oh, some yes. news. Yeah, they made yeah. some news um, with the offensive coordinator, John Morton, admitting that he gave up, that he wasn't going to put his players when they were getting blown out by Denver in a tough position, running routes, maybe getting hurt. So they ran the clock out and they ran the ball as opposed to at least trying to get some points up on the board. Um, have you? Is that something that's common in your eyes or is this a disgraceful thing, the giving up in that type of situation? I wouldn't say it's disgraceful, but I, I was uh, disturbed when I heard that because if you watch go back to that Denver game, it's just, like, to be honest, they were flat. You know, they didn't like they came off the plane and it was ready to go. And, and that sometimes that happens. There's, there's necessarily not the, there's not a right answer to why that happens. But I felt like if I'm out of halftime during that game, for that team to kind of run the ball and and, and it's really not from, from optics, they looked like they were giving up. And I felt like coming out of halftime against Denver uh, this past Sunday, they should have went no huddle. And I think we have to understand, you know, Todd Bowles' job is going to be judged not from the wins and losses standpoint that's already been public. It's going to be judged about how what the competitive product is going to look like on the field. So um, I know there's guys on that team who, who want to win. And I, and I feel like, you know, you trying to – I don't know what was his reasoning for say, like you just mentioned. Um, but I feel like that was the wrong choice to do. You got to play – you play to win the game. Um, I'm not trying to steal the Herm soundbite. Uh, but I, I think you got you play, you fight, you scrap because that's what it's about. You never give up. So to hear that he waved the white flag, so to speak, um, that didn't resonate well with me because I've been on teams where you know I've been down two or three touchdowns, but we've we've gone down swinging. That's the culture and grit you want to have for your team. Sometimes teams are going to beat you up and they're going to have the upper hand, and, and that day is not your day. But you never want to hear your OC saying that the reason the calls he made because he was tapping. I, I think that's just. That's just the wrong message and signal to send. Um, I didn't like that at all, to be honest. You can think it, but don't you ever voice that. With 11 yeah. minutes yeah. left in yeah. a game and you're going to give up? 
Come Amen. on. Oh, that's yeah. a horrible message to send. What were you? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Willie. Yeah, yeah, especially with a team that's really done well this year from a standpoint of, you know, staying in close games. They should have won a lot more games than they did. Uh, and just, you know, this is a team that's grown. It's a young team. Uh, a lot of the locker rooms changed. Guys are fighting for believing each other. You know, you can't have the locker room feeling like they're going out and fighting and, and doing all the necessary things to possibly try to win. And then upstairs in the booth, the guy's like, oh, I'm just, you know, let's just take, you know, let's have a coffee day. You know, let's just tap <laughs> out. That's 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 ridiculous. So. It definitely is. Uh, okay, everyone thinks uh, the the Eagles are, are their their ego is cooked uh, because they <laughs> lost Carson Wentz. What say you? No, I think Nick Foles will do a good job. You know, he's not as mobile as Wentz, and um, they'll probably tweak some things in the offense to kind of you know suit Nick Foles' uh, position, uh, his his skill set rather. Uh, but the defense is great. Um, they have a run game with Jay John and LeGarrette Blunt. You got Ertz. You got guys. You got pieces around uh, to really make that offense go. So I, I listen. If I was Eagles fans, there's nothing to worry about. Foles, you know, he can handle the helm. He'll be fine. Willie, thanks for the time this morning. We love talking to you. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Willie Cologne, former NFL offensive lineman. Check him out. You could see him mm-hmm. on SNY in New York. Does some work for ESPN. And he's a Super Bowl champ, and he's a Ben Roethlisberger friend, and he's a good dude. He went to Hofstra, and you know can't say enough good things about Willie Colon. And you gonna forgive him for cursing? Um, yeah, he did do yeah. that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, we dumped it. Nobody. Heard I it. mean, it can't be perfect. I know you love him, but you got to have one strike against. Yeah, him. Yeah, nobody heard it. Yeah. That's fine. Well, I heard it. Well, I was bothered by that. You should know where he is he's on national radio, man. You don't curse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Willie, you yeah, we, Yeah, right, okay. We only, slipping, dog. We only have audio of you doing that a couple times. All that times. perfection, and then right. he screws it up. Your no, love he, affair didn't, he, didn't, he didn't screw it no, up for me. He screwed it up for me. No, 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 he didn't. Well, of course not. No, you love the man. I do. He's a wonderful yeah. human. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what? My- well, that wasn't supposed to be recorded. I didn't know I was being recorded then. See, well, that's on you guys. Okay, how about the that time? That was before the show even started. Live on we the air. Even, we weren't even rolling then, or the show wasn't on. What about have, live on the air? Do you have the one where it's live on the air and he cursed? Do I you have, have not cursed live on the air. Yes, you have. I have not. Yes, you have. When you were telling the story about the cop pulling you over, you said BS, the full word. And that happened. But that's but that was germane to the to the conversation. Oh, was it? And I was putting it all in context, oh, yeah. Okay. So you're admitting that you did do that? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. You see you don't even have it, so no, I'm not admitting it. It didn't happen. didn't occur. All right, so you're saying it did not happen? No. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. And if we have the audio, then it happened. If we Possibly. Don't, if we don't, then I'll give you credit, all right? And I'll like you more than Willie Colon again. You promise? Maybe. I don't know. But right now, I like Willie Colon a hell of a lot more than you. All right, back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Kareem Hunt or Carlos Hyde this weekend in fantasy football. Hashtag ask the pros. Hmm. Well, do I, do, we... I do have some thoughts on this. You do? Yeah. But first, I want to tell you to sign up to be an O-Rewards member today. Well, Damn why it. don't you tell me, That's Damn right. It. And start earning instantly. O'Rewards members are $5 back for every 150 points you earn. Fast, easy, and free. And only mm. at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. We like free. Kareem Hunt was awful for a long period of time. Yes. 
And last week, he finally got on the board with a touchdown and yes. looked a hell of a lot better. Yes. If you think he's going to continue to trend in that direction against this good San Diego, uh, San Diego, my goodness, L.A. Chargers defense, yes. then, then take that leap of faith if you have both those guys. Me personally, I mean, if you can start them both, then start them both. But if you can't, if you could maybe put one of them in the flex, fine. Now, Hyde is interesting because he, when C.J. Beathard was there, he got more involved because Beathard was dumping the ball down to him and he was accumulating fantasy points from his catches more often. Now Garoppolo's in there. He's getting the ball down the field. He's finding Aldrick Robinson. He's finding Goodwin down the field. It's not as much George of, Kittle. Of, of Hyde involved in the passing offense. Mm-hmm. So that's something you got to figure out if you're in a PPR or non-PPR league. I would probably, in that matchup against Tennessee, they played well defensively last week. It's very, very difficult. If I, I would I would play them both if you had to choose, mm. though. I would probably choose Hyde. Yeah, I was going to say choose Hyde because everyone will start figuring out what Garoppolo and the 49ers like to do now with him under center, and they are going to take those options away down the field or attempt to take those options away, and this could open up some opportunities for Carlos Hyde. You said you never cursed on the air before. Cause I Willie never Co- said that. Willie Cologne cursed on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went back and we found the time you cursed on the air. Who'd you over because you didn't signal? I did signal because I saw your ass. Of course I signaled. <laughs> did you say it just like that? Yeah, I said that's bullshit. I signaled. Then the cops said, well, 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 well actually. you got to be careful with the oh. what you say here on the, <laughs> oh, no. on the air. I forgot where I was on the right, Yes. <laughs> but... As I said, Your Honor, uh, I cursed, but I wasn't really cursing. But I had to tell you what was I, I had to give you an actual a recreation of what happened. Time for our picks. Brian won last week. <laughs> yeah, two and one week on the season. Thirty four, forty one, and three. I went one and two last week. Forty two, thirty five, and one. I actually like Brian's picks this week, so I think he's going to do. Well, again, oh, don't try to butter me up. I think he's going to go three don't, and zero. Oh. Don't. He's not quite Willie Cologne level in my book, but <laughs> he's getting closer. Hit Brian's music for the first time in three months. All right, give, uh, give gotta go real quick. Hey, how about the Dolphins at Buffalo? It's going to be balmy. I mean, steamy. They're going to be sleeveless out there because it's going to be thirty-three degrees. No lake effect snow. None of that good stuff. I like Miami and I like Kenyon Drake. These last two weeks, over four hundred thirty-four yards rushing. He is the man that defense they can stop the run, and they will have to stop Lashawn McCoy. Second most carries. In the NFL. Oakland at my Cowboys. My Cowboys are hot. They found a running game, and they found their defense with Sean Lee back in the fall. And the secondary is playing a little bit better. No Amari Cooper. So I like the Cowboys minus three. And in case you didn't hear me, Mikey B, I'm taking Miami plus three in that Buffalo matchup. Last but not least, L.A. Rams at Seattle. We were just discussing that. You think it's going to be a high-scoring affair? I'm not so sure, but I'm taking the Rams and that defense. Aaron uh, Donald and and Robert Quinn are playing well, and they got the cover for that injured secondary. But I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half. All right, Chargers on Saturday night, minus one at Kansas City. Give me the L.A. Chargers in this game. They're better. They're more consistent. I trust them. Phillip Rivers looks better now than he has in his entire career. 
Keenan Allen is about as good of a wide receiver as there is outside of Antonio Brown right now when it comes to consistent production. They have a consistent pass rush. I can't trust the Chiefs. I don't know who they are. Yeah, they played a really crappy Oakland team and look good offensively in back-to-back weeks. Does that mean it's going to happen when you've got Bosa and Ingram hanging on your back if you're Alex Smith? Is Kareem Hunt going to do it again in back-to-back weeks when he hasn't done it for six weeks prior to that? No. Give me the Chargers minus one at Kansas City. Tennessee plus one at San Francisco. They were so damn bad last week against Arizona. I don't believe that that's going to happen again. This has to be a Marcus Mariota week. He needs to play well in this game. He needs to get back to running. He needs to get back to throwing touchdown passes. He has not been himself. The place to do that is against San Francisco. You run more plays against San Francisco than any other team because of the offense that they run and their defense stinks. You can throw the ball. You can run the ball against them. They got to get right. Yeah, you travel across the country. Yeah, Garoppolo's winning games for him. Tennessee has to win this game. They can't fall off now and not get that other wild card in the AFC. So give me Tennessee plus one as a dog. I'm going on the road again at San Francisco. And the third one, also a road team. Uh-oh. Why am I doing this? Three road teams. Well, you took two games that I liked because I was sloppy in picking my yeah, games. And, you are sloppy. Yeah, so there's two games I really like that Miami one. And then also, Just get to your games. Don't worry about my games. And then the Rams, I like that one too. Get off my games. Baltimore, minus seven at Cleveland. After that John Dorsey comment, I think it's going to go the other direction. I don't think they're going to want to play for him. I think that they're all going to go out there and quit. And Baltimore's <laughs> offense, let's not forget, everybody talks about how it was last week against the Steelers. They put up 38. How impressive that was. The week before, they put up 44 on the Lions. This offense is back. That Cleveland defense, they stopped the run. Maybe they thwart Alex Collins a little bit. Flacco is back Watch out. He's going to be throwing a ton whoa, 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 of touchdown passes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's back He is back oh, And deal with it. it? Deal with it. Deal with him being backo, Joe Flacco. Flacco is back. Ah! Oh, you've done way worse. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, you do it all the time. Oh, Flacco you know when you really get bad? Oh, by the way, Baltimore minus seven at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You get really bad during football season because you get your little quips in there. Because on TV, you don't have as much time to talk. So, like, you, you get your little your little jokes in, and then you bring it to the radio. And then I'm like, oh, oh God, it's, oh, it's dumb jokes, horrible jokes. So, you've done way worse, what I'm trying to say. No, I have not. You know who doesn't have, have dumb not. jokes? Willie Cologne. All right, Willie can have you. But that's totally different. See, that's that's. Re- I'm sharing a story with you. Well, he was talking. And I was, was being factual. So about, was Willie. He was yeah, sharing no, a story. He, you have to know where you are. And I wanted to give you a reasonable facsimile of what occurred when I was stopped. And, and it was an illegal stop. You know, the best part about that audio is you didn't realize it at all when you did it. You just uh, kept I was going. I was hot. You just Don't kept going. Me, man. I'm trying to get to work. You have a good weekend, man, all right? Yeah, you too, Flacco Bacco. <laughs> Flacco is Bacco. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the headline. The Baltimore <laughs> Sun. <laughs> Can't you see it? They're going to 
give you your attribution? I don't need it. They can you have don't it. Need it. I don't uh, need yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You don't even want it. That's how bad it is. You don't want to own it. Mikey B, PD Meets, Bogish. Have a great weekend. Gio and Joe on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.